an analytic show like how often a puck goes through the center of your chest. And, you know, quantum mechanics will tell you that's never zero, but <laughs> it's it's still uh, it's still pretty damn low. That is a great joke for our audience, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> would you love to see the look on Marco and Shepard's face watching that replay? <laughs> Did that Wait, go it, in? it went through his body? <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> it's theoretically possible no one's ever seen it but <laughs> hey we watched it go through the net and there was no hole in it that's true tech hockey guide presents the chasing mcnaughton podcast covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha with your host tim brown rob gilreath dustin lindstrom and matt cavender Welcome to episode 14 of season 4 of the Chasing McCotton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. Hello, everybody. Uh, This week, we've got the whole crew back together to break down the LSSU series, discuss the CCHA at the break, and preview the first ever Great Lakes Invitational in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anything else we want to talk about this week, guys? Um, nothing super major, I think, has gone down. But if we think of a topic, I'm sure we'll have no problem going off on that tangent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> tangents. We need tangents. Need yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't have to do the other work, so yeah, you you love them a little more than I do. You're gonna be stuck <laughs> in the house because it's going to be a blizzard. You got nothing better to do than watch TV and edit and do my job. Well, yeah. There's the whole work thing, yeah. Let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be back to uh, chat about the LSSU series. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Welcome back. Let's get right into things. Uh, Michigan Tech swept this weekend against Lake State in the Sioux. No, they sure did not. I said swept, and I meant split. They're very similar off the tongue, and I'm just zoning out. Sorry about that. That's okay. I was just like, we if got you, a lot. If you've of... just gotten back from England or from Europe, like Rob, uh, maybe you're confused by that too and didn't know it was a split. No, uh, I got to watch those. Okay, those, those so, ones uh, I saw. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I watched more of the Friday game than the Saturday game, and uh, I, I'm a little resentful of that. Um, I guess we could just get right into it. It it seemed like you know Joe talked about it a lot in the post game that um, 
the the rest wasn't exactly helpful to them because it kind of got them to fall back on some some bad habits that they'd worked so hard to get out of and and that was pretty evident it wasn't that they they didn't try it was just more of a uh, some of it was lackadaisical play, but most of it seemed like it was more just, they just weren't, well, I know Joe talked a lot about how they don't have enough skill to kind of just skate around and win. They have to work hard and and be the team that wins battles to be successful. And they struggled with that for at least the first period. Um I think Joe talked about it on the Joe show this week that he said that he thought they played well for the last 35 minutes of Friday, I think it was. And I think that's pretty accurate. It just sucked that they could never break the seal. And and I will blame Matt and Dustin again for that, for talking about how, uh, how Lake State's goalies wouldn't be good enough to be top two for Michigan Tech, and then Michigan Tech struggles again to score against one of them for one of the games. I still don't think they would be. <laughs> I I agree. I think this is that it was the reason that I was so frustrated was that, like, yes, and you will see this in the analytics this week that our uh, Friday game looked pretty much like both of the Ferris Mankato games that Augie wrote about. And we both kind of like laughed at Mankato and said like, ha ha, you let like this, you know, like analytically very inferior team with so fewer expected goals, like walk out of there with two wins. That's what it looked like. And we were like, there's, we right now don't have a, a great analytic to show um, like, like like scoring danger chances and how dangerous each of those shots were, but it is if you're a uh, John Zamatis lover, you know that he was out there in the uh, Discord talking about how there was just an unreasonable amount of those shots that were just center of the goalie's chest. So no, I, you don't I, need I don't, to be Jay Z yeah. for that. It was Dirk said it over and over again that uh... when you outshoot a team, you know what forty something to sixteen. And you don't score. Clearly, the shots were not quality. It's well, it wasn't, short of it. I don't think it was a lack of quality shots. I think it was a lack of placement of those shots. That, isn't I that think, in and of itself a lack no, but, of quality? But okay, we're we're differing low on quality. what we're saying. Quality. quality. I'm not saying a low quality <laughs> shot attempt. I sure. thought that's what you were getting at. Like we're not no, talking no. about perimeter shots that have a low percentage yes. chance of going in. We're talking about yeah, pelting the guy enough. in the K on the Lakers logo over and over the, again. Where the shots came from wasn't the issue. I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yep, where yep. the shots came from, it's the execution of the shot itself and where they end up was yep. the issue. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. There's not a great analytic for it. Like, ex- like our expected goals this week on analytics with Augie is going to look off the chain for Friday, despite the fact that we don't have an analytic to show like how often a pocket goes through the center of your chest. And you know, quantum mechanics will tell you that's never zero, but <laughs> it's it's still uh, still pretty damn low. That is a look? great Jake joke for our audience, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> would you love to see the look on Marco and Shepard's face watching that replay? <laughs> Did that Wait, go it, in? it went through his body? <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> it's theoretically possible no one's ever seen it but <laughs> hey we watched it go through the net and there was no hole in it 
That's true. I saw that a few times at Griffin's games. I'll be interested to see if that happens during GLI. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it would be interesting. Maybe I can try and pull it up here while we're talking, but um, the, uh, yeah, like I think the most telling thing for me was listening to uh, the Huskies announcers post game on Friday night and the Lakers goalie didn't even get a star. Yeah. How often does a goalie get a shutout and he doesn't get a star? Sure. And that was mainly a Dave Ellis decision. But I think it fits the fact that it's not like he made a bunch of crazy saves. No, I don't remember anything sticking out in my mind where it was, holy cow, that was amazing. Unlike one of one or two of Pietola's saves on Saturday, or uh, was it Pietola had a couple of really good saves to kind of keep us even closer. There were a few where the Lakers, I think, should have scored more on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, but Blake's always going to stop more than he is expected to because that's just how he is, which is a wonderful thing for our team most nights. But it was just, it was just very frustrating to watch because I felt like even the times we were doing things right, getting a man in front, it was the puck would still just find a way to be easily savable for Lake State. Like, I remember <laughs> sitting there at the TV <laughs> watching, watching guys in front of the net and just suddenly, bam, middle of the chest. Put the glove there, play dead. You know, like it was just very frustrating. But in the same token, it's really nice to see them rebound and and for uh, Vernon to play a nice game on Saturday. It's sad he couldn't get his own shutout. Um, yeah, I, enjoyed, I was to see him get one for sure. I, re- but... I really enjoyed uh, Pepsi trivia this week. I forget what night it was. It must have been Friday. Um, the question was Blake has, uh, 14 shutouts in his career. Four of them have been against Lake state. Eight of them have been against eight different teams and two of them were against one team. What's the one team he has exactly two shutouts against. And somehow I did not know the answer off the top of my head, even though I was there that weekend to watch him get back to back shutouts against St. Lawrence earlier this year. Huh? How about that? <laughs> Never even crossed my mind. I would not have been able to pull that one out of that's, my head. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good yeah, question. But I was at both the games. I'm like, how did I like weird? That's true. That's true. You, yeah. you see so many hockey games in your life, you're bound to it's gonna get spotty somewhere. I don't blame you. Yeah, and I don't like the games were a lot closer than the shutout, too. Like so it's not like I you know, they were like five nothing games where I was bored and and they just yeah. kicked butt kind of thing. So uh, so that perspective, too. But that was good. Um, but the yeah, only shutout that I really, really remember is that Bryce Luker won Mankato. <laughs> the 0-0 shutout that, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that ended in a tie because they were allowed back then. Somehow. somehow. Um, Do you really need to bring that up so Matt up. and I can talk about it again? No, somehow my Christmas gift to you is no up. tie talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing it today all right uh, <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> and merry and merry christmas to all of our listeners since this will drop on i don't know sometime this week i don't know if it'll be the day before christmas eve christmas eve or christmas day but i'm guessing a lot of you will be listening on one of those days so merry christmas to all of our listeners out there 
happy Hanukkah, joyous Kwanzaa, whatever you're on about or about it here, yeah. here at the hockey guide. Very much. Um, so yeah, it was nice to see them rebound and, and get back into the groove that they had had and show up on Saturday night. Um, and I yeah, tried. very. It just very much the good team took care of the bad team, like we expected them to all weekend. But at <laughs> least, at least they could one game. And I'm just very confused on how to feel about this weekend as a whole because I feel like dropping a game to Lake State is one of those games that you're just flat out gonna regret at the end of the season. This is gonna be one of those games where if we don't make the tournament, we're gonna look back and say that was one we should have had. Things would have been much different. Had we have just taken care of the team, we should have. But at the same time, after this weekend, we're looking down at the rest of the conference again. So, like... Granted, others have games in hand, right? But... uh, Yeah, yeah, Bemidji's got two in hand. Yeah, Bemidji's got two in hand. Yeah. Ferris Ferris could technically catch us. Or even with Mankato and we... Have yep. one more point than them. Yep. I mean, we kind yeah, of get victory. Just we're ahead of first ahead half of, of the season. At we're this ahead point, of right? Bemidji State, or we're we're ahead of Minnesota State and Bowling Green, and we have the same number of games. Uh, the only team that could catch us is Ferris State, so we are a solid second in conference right now. We're tied for points with Bemidji, but they've got two games in hand. So yeah, I mean, and honestly, the Friday game was frustrating, but I also think it's a very healthy lesson for this team to know what they need to do when they have time off. Cause they're going to have time off going into the Minnesota state series. They've got some time off here going into the, to um, the GLI. And then they've got a week and a half to the Arizona tournament. So now's the good time to get that figured out. Um, the games that, to me, the games that they're going to regret are uh, the giving up the lead to Minnesota State, giving up the lead to Northern Michigan, and if I remember correctly, um, yeah, giving up a lead to Lake State earlier this year versus get like it sucks they got shut out, but it's not like they gave away that game. They were never ahead. Um, it's a good learning lesson. It's frustrating. Hopefully the lesson has been learned and they will better respond to extra rest the rest of the season. Um, Hopefully. And it's just, it's always interesting to see whether or not the rest is going to help or hurt. There are times where the rest is sorely needed. And I felt like we'd be in that situation with how injured we've been. I thought we could have gotten a couple guys back, and we did, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so got... Crespi came back to some extent. I haven't looked at. Yeah. I didn't played see by yeah. any of the guys or anything, but and yeah, either, we, just just the fact that he was back. in the lineup was huge, and I was just expecting to to have it be nothing but a good thing, but clearly there wasn't. And the other thing that I talked about for a second in the Discord was I was wondering how much atmosphere played into it because we've talked we talked about that when uh shane was on the podcast and we had our mankato preview that no player no matter where they go wants to play for a building where nobody's there and 
with with finals and everything and Christmas break on the horizon with Lake State not being all that good, there was it was a library in there. It almost <laughs> felt like it almost felt like you were watching a like practice exhibition like behind closed doors during COVID season kind of a thing, you know? So yeah. I wonder how much like after playing in a couple of raucous games at the Mac did did that play into it, you know? Yeah, I don't think that helped anything. I think that certainly played into Michigan Tech coming out flat. Um because you looked in the stands and it looked like, you know, there was eight people to a section in the, like there were not a lot of people in that building at all. And I and I'm not uh That's not to bag not, on Lake I'm State. Not, yeah. No, I'm not bagging on Lake State because they haven't had a great season. There's it's a lot of factors going of against year. attendance right now, yeah. for sure. Between the holiday they've, season, they've only and got like else. an enrollment of like fifteen hundred. So they like, don't it's not yeah, like they have a lot of students to even draw upon. Yeah, yeah. there's like <laughs> they're one of like I think less than five buildings in the NCAA where their arena holds more people than their student population. <laughs> I believe it. I think it's like two rinks, and I'm not sure which ones they are, but I do know they're one of them. Doesn't like Union have like six hundred enrollment or nine hundred enrollment? Like one of those schools out there has just a tiny enrollment. I'll see if I can find it. That makes sense. It's one of those ECAC schools or or Atlantic hockey schools that plays up. It's a just a tiny school. I need to know. Uh... Which union is the union? It's the one it's in New York. College. It's in Schenectady, New York. There. That's why I couldn't find it because it had its own link in the top. 2000. Enrollment yep. 2000. Yep. So it, I don't know how big their arena is. It's just on here. That means that a rather significant yeah, portion of the population is on the hockey team. 2,500 capacity, 2,000 enrollment. I was right with Union. There you go. Yay. Yay. Um, But, yeah, I'd rather, in the grand scheme of things, Michigan Tech is much better off losing their first game this weekend than losing to Western. Not to to say that this means (laughs) they will win, but, but getting that, 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 Changing that mentality going into this break is important to make it more likely that they will respond better against Western. We will find out next I week. I hope you're right. If that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Now I got to go look, look up Western. Uh, they're, they have like one of the best offenses in the country. Yeah, I know they do. But they also got swept by Anchorage. But that so they've was a proven long time ago, right? It in, was, in but Anchorage, I think it's right? that's true. Oh, There's been it. a lot of learning they since lost, then, but I also they lost was... to Anchorage and then they won the second night. Oh, okay, now they got swept. My bad. But even still, they've proven that they're not invincible. And no, they're five hundred basically. They did get they got swept at Omaha. That's an interesting one. And they, I think lost, we're gonna lost figure five out five of six to North Dakota. I think coming out of the GLI, I'll have a much better read on who Western is. But right now, I just don't know what to make of them. You know? 
Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a little more about the CCHA, and then we'll get into Western and the whole GLI situation. Um, so we talked about it a little bit. Uh, not all of us have been here the last couple of weeks. So uh, what is everybody's thoughts kind of on how the first half has gone for the conference? Nice. I, I'm I think confused. It's been pretty bad for the conference <laughs> as a whole. Conference overall, yeah, our record interconference is not good. It always gets a little beat up because we have a leap of the NCHC, and that is definitely where a lot of the beat up comes from. Um, but yeah, it's it's not been not been good out of conference. It's it's been pretty atrocious, in fact. Yeah. I yeah I on it the only reason that I'm frustrated with it is because of our out of conference performance because I feel like if we were at least 500 maybe even a little better in out of conference this would be the greatest season in like w new WCC new ah little too many letters I'm just gonna use those stupid ones this is gonna be like the best this would be like the best season of new Dubchaw and like <laughs> new Kachaw. Like in recent memory, because everyone's just beating up on each other. It's a dog pile at the front. It's still pretty much anyone's game. Like if if the conference were had more prestige and was able to snag a couple of those games against the NCHC, the Big Ten, oh. and look better against all these, I feel like we would be loving this. It just is unfortunate that the way it's going to work out is there's very few scenarios where the way the season's going, the CCHA is going to be a more than one tournament team league. You can't go five and 21 against the big 10 and the NCHC. And you just can't. Things you just fairways. can't. Yeah. Yeah. And we even the NCHC is down but, this year. We've said, that, we've said this either. before. The problem, half of the problem is we get stuck playing the two best conferences. Yeah. But the NCHC isn't the best, con- one of the two best conferences this year. It's hockey East and, and the big 10. The well, NCHC is having a Yeah, but we don't get themselves. a chance. We haven't even played the Hockey East yet to say no, that I they are. It. You know, like like the NCHC is down to some extent. Yes. But but if we didn't play them 15 17 times, it'd be even worse for them likely. Like Yeah, agreed. They are Whereas definitely... if we played ECAC more, we're 5 and 1 against them. Like <laughs> If we if we got the chance to play more teams that are more even with us and didn't have to play, what, two-thirds to three-quarters of our non-conference against Big Ten and NCHC, we would look a lot better on paper than we do. As a conference, we should subsidize the crappy teams to go play Atlantic hockey so they can <laughs> compete and not just get pounded on by the Big Ten. <laughs> If only we had the money to do that. Maybe if I'd have won Powerball when it was a billion fucking dollars, I could have spent That's, some on that. We're gonna send St. Thomas to go play like AIC or something. It's like, oh, they're too I, good. I, they're too I, good. I, okay, I, fair enough. Yeah, I would. I would. Sacred I would, heart. Yeah. Okay. Would, there you go. I would set up a fund so the team, so every team in the in the CCHA could buy a series against an Atlantic hockey team every year. Yeah, at home. that would work. At home. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, we've only played them twice, and everybody else has played them at least eight times. There's no excuse to not get games against teams like Niagara and 
Robert Morris and Canisius, the like the Western Atlantic hockey teams. I think I, I do think it's been a fun year because it's been unpredictable. It's nice to see um Minnesota State not rolling over everybody anymore and having to kind of fight with the rest of the pack and not just kind of be the uh I don't know, the shining city on the hill in the conference kind of thing. So, uh, but I'd really like the league to find a way to get two teams in. And the only way I see that happening is Michigan Tech going on a run and not winning the conference tournament. Yeah. I, that, yep. Because they've got, so, but yeah, I think you're right. But because or they've got the biggest conference gets like, like, disqualified for academic reasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah that would seem unlikely um but yeah i mean there aren't a lot of non-conference games left i don't think that really mean a lot for other teams to bounce back i mean basically the only other way i can see it happening is if uh like Minnesota State, Bemidji State could too, I think, because they have Duluth yet, right? But I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that might be their only non-conference left. Would have been nice if Bowling Green didn't shit a brick this last weekend. That was yeah. a tough one, yeah. But Ohio yeah. State's no slouch this year. No, that's true. But I, I, I just mean, uh, like, I don't think anybody, like, I think Minnesota State has Arizona State left, and that's it. Bemidji has Minnesota Duluth left. Uh, and they're having a real down year for them. Does Northern have any left? No, they're done. So basically, I, I think the only chances are Bemidji or Mankato basically winning out or Michigan Tech winning their next four and yeah, I mean, the next, most of the rest of their games. The next four games are going to be interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, they make if, they're going to make a huge difference. If Michigan There's Tech a... doesn't win both these tournaments, the CCHA is a one bid league, basically. Yep. But hey, I, there's there's plenty of room in the MAC for two more trophies. I say. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be sad. Plenty to... of room. Yeah. I wouldn't be sad for my initial uh, GLI visit to be a you know a sweep at a time a championship with the GLI. That would be nice. I've I've uh I've never seen them win that trophy. I have still never seen Michigan Tech win a GLI game in person, I believe. Wow, I've seen them win two. Two championships, that is. Yeah, yeah championships. <laughs> never I've seen, seen I've been to every GLI since I was an infant, so <laughs> I've, I've seen I've seen quite a few wins and quite a few losses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Harrison. But I am rooting for a shootout in the Ferris State-Michigan State game that results in Michigan State winning. Just to make it go longer? No, so that Ferris State doesn't get a loss, but we don't play Ferris State in the championship. Sure. <laughs> really. It, I mean, it, it, it sucks that one of the teams has to lose for it to happen, but it's better, it's good for both teams to play both Ferris and Tech to play non-conference skate teams in both. No, it, it would be much better games. for the league overall if if Ferris and Tech don't play each other, but also don't lose any games. Yep. So the yeah. shootout tie is what we want because we want Ferris to get a half a win, 
but not play us. Yeah, I'm between a rock and a hard place because I'm dating a Spartan, but I also want the most favorable tournament scenarios for Tech. So in the Ferris and Michigan State game, I'm just going to be sitting there with a nice cold beer with my feet kicked up, and I'm going to cheer for a good hockey game. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty happy with the... uh with how the conference is going top to bottom inside. I do think the other thing that hurts a conference like the CCHA consistently is the teams, because of the way they're structured, usually are not anywhere close to playing their best hockey in October. And, uh, and that's when a lot of these non-conference series happen. So it's difficult for a team like Bemidji State to show up and and beat a team like North Dakota early in the season. Um, it's just it, it, it's frustrating that games that are supposed to be tune-ups for the conference games that quote unquote really matter are such a big deal for pairwise because there's so few of them. Yeah, especially since, like you said, the CCHA really is a second-half league. That's how these teams are designed. They hit their stride on that second half. If we would have scheduled more out-of-conference games like January and beyond, there's uh, I'd be interested to see how that would turn out. I don't I don't know if I'd go out on a limb and say it would be like infinitely better. Like we would get all the way up to five hundred. Like really, yeah. like. But I I would definitely be interested to see how that goes because like we saw with last year's tag team, that was a second-half team for sure, and. If the trend continues, I'm very excited to see how this team does in conference, but I also would be more excited if we were we had more out-of-conference games beyond the, the Arizona tournament to see if that second-half pickup would translate into more out-of-conference success. Well, and our, our out-of-conference has been fine. We are basically, we're pulling our weight. Yep. Uh, it's the rest of the conference that has not had a good uh, non-conference season. Mm-hmm. Has any other team been good? Like even moderately good? I mean, what is our record? Our record is 17, 27, and 3, and Michigan Tech. I guess I don't know if that is counting a win and a loss for Tech Ferris State already. Um, I would guess that puts a one in each column. I would guess. So that means a quarter of the conference's wins so far are by Michigan Tech. If we take Oof. out the Ferris game. Yeah. Because Tech's 4-1 and one right now with their only loss being to Ferris. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Hopefully they can show up the next uh, two series. The just so your our listeners are kind of clear, the plan right now is we might try and do a a Tuesday night podcast, just like maybe a half hour with me and Rob and and Matt, since we'll be in Grand Rapids to just kind of wrap up the first day of the GLI and put something out for you guys, quick and dirty. Probably won't do anything besides posting music and and ads and stuff, and just get it out for you guys to listen to, and then. Uh, we're trying to figure out when we're going to record after the GLI concludes for a more regular podcast sometime between them and January uh, 2nd. Well, I'm hoping to record a little early so I've got a little more time to 
edit, but we'll have to see the availability of everybody here. We haven't talked about that too much, but that's kind of the plan. We're going to give you a little extra in there if we can figure it out in Grand Rapids since might as well get into that now. Uh, Rob's going to his first GLI ever, finally. I convinced yep. him to hop in the car with myself <laughs> and my daughter, and we're going to drive. Oh, you're these. driving it? You're going drive strap? Oh, yeah. How the hell else are you going to How get? are we going to do it? <laughs> It's within six you think I'm gonna pay? You think I'm gonna pay eight hundred dollars for my daughter and I to fly? Oh yeah, I, I forgot we had this discussion because you're gonna be in Wisconsin with your family, so the drive won't be that awful in theory. <laughs> in theory, yeah, but so it's, um, it's yeah. yeah, it's six six hours around the horn through Chicago. Uh, we're gonna get up early on uh, what Tuesday morning and uh, drive over in time for the game. We're hoping to get to. Grand Rapids about two, I think, is the plan. Um, and get settled and go to the game and watch the games and then uh, see how all that goes. Matt, you got your tickets yet? I do. Um, it's you know frustrating that they didn't start selling lower bowl until like this week. So I had my tickets in the upper bowl for the second day. So I'm still trying to talk to. Um, the event and Ticketmaster to try to switch them to lower bowl, but that's been about as successful as asking uh, Israel to respect Palestine's existence. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I've I've got, I've got tickets to this Friday's Griffins game. I'm probably going to march there and see if I can get any result that way. But I I was able to secure my tickets pretty early on. This is it's exciting for me because um, well, like I said, I've been to every GLI in my life. If it's in Detroit or not, I'm gonna be there but it's very exciting for me being in grand rapids it's like it's 15 minutes from where i live i could it'd be a hell of a walk but i could walk there from my girlfriend's place relatively comfortably and it's just it's cool to have it in town dustin said like last year the threshold of success is smaller because the capacity is lower so it's i feel like it's gonna be a really cool atmosphere would where like it'll just be like I, I, at least from the seating chart so far, it looks like the tech fans are really going to show out, but I think it's going to be pretty good representation from each of the participants. I think it's going to be a really neat tournament. I think what's real, what really warms my heart about all this is that the way all the teams have been approaching this, I feel like Michigan's really going to miss out in the long run. And I really want to make them beg to come back when they see it's successful. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I hope you're right. I'm excited to get to another GLI. I, the, I, I've said this before on the podcast, but I am sad that a a Detroit GLI did not get a proper send-off of, quote-unquote, being the last time. Um, I would have liked to have been able to make that one more time, but I'm happy to feel like the four schools involved and the city and the venue are excited to have this event. It's not an afterthought. Like it kind of felt like the entire time it was at Little Caesars Arena because it was just kind of shoehorned in, and and you had to do the the uh, the game so early so that the because they wanted to play on New Year's Eve, but the Red Wings always play New Year's Eve in the evening. So the the what the third place game was at like noon or something, right? Something ridiculous like that, yeah. Which which is fine, um, and I know. I think even when we had Suzanne on, we talked about that a little bit and how the some of the participating schools were complaining about such an early third place game. And 
and Suzanne well, had the the lovely comeback of like, well, then win so you don't play in it. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> this coming from like loser from Michigan Tech Suzanne's not finish fourth in the GLI. So, um, yeah, I I think that was great. Um, so I'm excited to feel like this event event this event is something all six like stakeholders want and care about between the city, the venue and the four schools participating. That's a yeah, nice it's, feeling that it's, it's, it's good a big to deal see. to them. There's no, what's our excuse before we even start? Why are we doing this kind of junk coming out of Michigan? It's fantastic <laughs> to not see that. Yeah. And like, well, and then not playing. They don't want to be there anymore, but I'm happy the, they're out. You know? The arena either. Right. You're not, we're not getting leftover dates from from Little Caesars, you know. That's the other thing too. Is yeah. like maybe Tuesday, Wednesday isn't the greatest thing in the world, but that but that's all that's going on Tuesday, Wednesday. We don't have to worry about, you know, we can't play a unlimited. I don't even know if is this tournament playing unlimited overtime for the championship or not. I'm not sure about that. I we'll I think in that. theory it's possible, but it I is don't it know is allowed sure. by NCA rules, but I am not sure they're doing it. Um, that would be a good one to email Suzanne about because I don't know. That would be amazing. I would I, as well. That as is the, premier, the GLI tradition, but it's I know as went the premier three v three like proponent, I would love to see continuous five on five to the death for GLI. I <laughs> I. Uh, if Michigan Tech were to win that way, I'm fine with it. But if they're not going to win, I don't want it that way because it's too much of a pairwise hit. Because mm. I, I don't. I, if they play five on five overtime, I'm not even sure it goes down as a quote unquote overtime loss. I think they record the first overtime, and then after that, it would be NCAA tie. But I, I don't quote me on that. That's just how I think it would go. That's not the way it used to be, though. No, it used to be if you played continuous overtime, it just counted as a regular game. It's either a win or a loss. Yeah, the NCAA looked at it as as long as it's five on five, yeah. it's a win or a loss. Because any playoff, if if in the CCHA tournament you go to three overtimes or two overtimes and somebody wins, that's just a win. It's not a overtime win, according to Pairwise, because it was five on five hockey that got a result. So, but we'll have to look into that and see if we actually get an answer. I'm going to assume that it's going to shoot out if, uh, if we get there, which would be a shitty way to determine the tournament winner, but whatever. There are worse things for pairwise purposes. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. 
If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A Tech.net. Matt, you want to talk a little bit about your uh, Grand Rapids um, travel guide that you got coming out this week? Yeah, so uh, this week... I am going to be putting, I've been working on an article about some places that I like in Grand Rapids uh, that I think uh, might be worth your time to check out. Founders? No. uh, Founders? (laughs) I actually uh, would not suggest going to Founders, personally. Oh, man. I enjoyed Founders last time I was in Grand Rapids. We stumbled into whatever their midsummer or midwinter tap all the weird kegs thing was by accident. I yeah, believe there's um, nothing wrong with their beers. I believe it's something wrong with their politics. Oh, it's, it's, I have, I'm willfully ignorant at some times. I have to go to quick trips to pee. So, you know, they're, well, it's they're beyond, not it's beyond fabulous. that. Yeah. They, they have been fabulous uh, uh, community members of late. Um, they, ah, I see. I, yeah. There was recently a, uh, I, I'm, I'm not as well I used to be but I was there was a time when they like fired their diversity coordinator and like didn't have a plan to replace them and I don't know there was there was all that there was um there's a lot of businesses around Grand Rapids that have co-signed a letter trying to if you read it it's they try to make it sound like they're not trying to criminalize homelessness but if you read the between the lines they're trying to like make it illegal to like lay down in a public place and like make it a fine and you can get carted off for and they're one of the businesses that signed off on that and i don't super love that none of the businesses that sign on that business or none of the businesses rather that sign on that letter um appear in my article so just uh, so (laughs) anyway i uh went through and i made a list of some things and some places that i think might be worth your time there's a uh, coffee shop that just opened up that's owned by eric davis who is a uh tech alum from 16 so what better way to kick off your day than spending some money in the family um a couple other coffee shops i put in there um i i put in a couple different restaurants three each um i did some quick bites before the game uh three different spots that i like around town if you got a little bit more time uh three brewery suggestions um three other places to get a drink if that's not really your scene um, and then I suggested some ways that you could probably kill a few hours if you wanted to. All the museums are in there. There's a skating rink outside of the art museum right now. It's only like $4 total for an adult to do it with skate rental included. And you go outside and they'll have the big Christmas tree still up. It's a, it's a neat little thing. So it's, it's something that I, I think would be good to take a look at for, for like planning your trip. Most of the stuff's pretty close to the arena. If you're just looking for a quick thing to do with your night, a couple businesses to check out. So Matt, I have a question yeah. about one of them. Where What's that? Find the name of it here. Yeah. Uh, the the pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> is, is my daughter allowed in there? It sounds like it's got a lot of games. Um. Is unfortunately, a... I don't think your daughter would be allowed in there. But I do okay. have some good news. There is a bar called Stella's. That if you, as long as you're there before 10 o'clock, they also have some cabinet games and pinball machines and things of that nature. Okay. And as long as you're there before 10 o'clock, miners are allowed. They've got like a good burger there. Like, this is a fun place you could take her. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't suggest that one because it usually gets like 
unreasonably rocking. But <laughs> well, um, yeah, this is, this is actually probably really... more for like before the games Wednesday yeah. than than anything. I, so for you and your fam and your daughter, I actually really would suggest Grand Rapids Brewing Company. Like, it, okay. like not so much for the beer, but like if you read in there, they have a whole game room full of like classic yeah, yeah. arcade games they've got like the basketball shooting thing they've usually got uh bubble hockey air hockey pool something like that and it's all free as long as you're paying for like food there okay i mean i can yeah. subsidize the other yeah. side of that you, you yeah, can pay fine. for the beer so joey can play yeah we'll, we'll be all right and i wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> yeah. uh just send her off with uncle rob it'll be fine yeah. <laughs> they got waffle fries she'll live with those <laughs> Are those yeah. euros? It looks like good food. Might be a little yeah, it's, highbrow it's, for my daughter, but it's it's pretty good. They uh usually have like Grand Rapids usually has like a sandwich competition with a bunch of restaurants and like a bunch of people judge it. And they've won it a couple times. They had like a pulled pork sandwich that one I've had. It was really good. Okay. I don't think it's Does... really like anything super special. It's just the fact that you could pretty much like I put in the article, you can pretty much fall out the front door of Van Andel and be most <laughs> of the way in the door of Grand Rapids <laughs> Brewing. I just and, looked and I at the did, map I, and it looks like it's a yeah. really long walk. I know we're I think we Rob and myself and and Joey are hoping to stay at a hotel that we can basically just walk around between the rink and restaurants and not really have to use our car much at all once we get there. Um, it's theoretically so, possible and there are a lot of fun things right around there you just might be spending quite a bit on the hotel but yeah well way it goes right yeah gotta pay for parking i'm assuming if we come downtown for the game right um yes but a yeah. fun tip to know and i didn't put any parking suggestions because i don't want anybody taking my spot um <laughs> <laughs> one thing to know is that and this isn't going to help us if we're playing the early game but parking after 5 p.m in grand rapids is free on the street okay good to know but if you're planning uh, on showing up for both games then you're gonna have to pay for parking at least until five o'clock so does um does grand rapids brewing or are there any other breweries do any of them make a good rip here um because i'm sure i'm not the only one that doesn't drink yeah you're you're definitely not um <laughs> i don't think they make a brewery that or i don't think they make a root beer there um, if you want a good root beer, one of the best places to go is the Electric Cheetah. They actually have like something crazy, like fifty different kinds of root beer there, and they don't have I they have limited like alcohol suggest like offerings, but root beer is like really what they're known for. Okay, so that's out there a little bit. They don't okay. they don't make it, but they just offer that many, which is kind of yep. neat. And I actually had a really good one. At uh, at the uh, England or the U.S. Netherlands watch party that I went to at Blackheart, um, it was Oak Creek Blonde Rapier. Yeah, and that stuff is freaking delicious. Even with like the uh, rising popularity of of beer and how there's just uh, there's the big joke like yeah that's what Grand Rapids needs is yet another brewery there actually is quite a presence of the sober movement and there's a couple of bars that I believe are starting to think about opening up that are mostly like mocktails and things like that. Okay. So staying away for or. Like lodging outside of downtown isn't that big a deal for a city like Grand Rapids, you're saying? 
it's not a huge deal. The only thing is you'll have to pay for parking most likely, especially if you plan on going to the early games. And for me, if I paid for two games, I'm going to both of them. So, <laughs> well, I mean, Michigan Tech plays <laughs> yeah. early on Tuesday anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just You're thought that, that anyway, like trying to stay at, uh, you know, like the courtyard or Homewood Suites, it's only a couple blocks to the rink. So I thought it'd kind of be nice to just try and stay down there and, and yeah, not have to drive around. It would be very, it's a very nice spot. It's a nice part of town. And the only problem is a lot of the places that you're staying over there are like the J-Dub. Like, <laughs> that can get pretty pricey pretty quick. Yeah. I don't know. 200 bucks a night for the three of us isn't too bad. No, it's not horrible. Oh, that's fine. We only need one night, right? Right. Are we doing two? We're doing one. We're doing one. Yeah, so, I don't know. That sounds fine to me. Yep. Oh, anything else we want to talk about? Well, we never really preview the GLI. How we think we're going to do what we think of the teams that are going to be in there. I'd like to think that if Michigan Tech can win the first game, that they will win the title. I think that's the biggest hurdle. Not so much that it's Western. It's just, again, seeing if they can show up off a little bit longer than usual break. Hopefully they've learned their lesson and they can show up for Western um, and not take a period and a half to show up. But that's kind of what I'm thinking is if they can win Tuesday, they will win Wednesday. Not to say that Michigan State isn't a good team or Ferris isn't a good team, but that's what I'm thinking. I have a similar feeling. I... That's what my my heart and most of my brain wants, but there's still the part of me that thinks they're going to get that first game and then Michigan State's going to be a good team where Ferris is going to play spoiler and get their season back on track by winning it. So as much as I hate to put that thought into the world, I'm just going to go ahead and go with you, Tim. If we can win that first game, I feel good about the chances to lift it up. Yeah. Yeah, and if not, it it could be a, uh, it's good. I don't know. This is probably, in many respects, like the the. This is the most exciting GLI in a few years. Really, it is. I mean, last year's kind of got ruined by how it got played, and and yeah, uh, but just in terms of the teams that are going to be there, like Michigan State's been put together, like they really righted the ship from how awful it was last year. They're you know. They've yeah, been top fifteen top for most right of this season. Yeah. When yeah, when's I, the last time they they've been interesting? Even it's been like um, maybe a decade, honestly. Yeah, and that's nice to see. Uh, I know. Uh, oh, I can't. I think of his name. He's come up a few times. Mike McMahon was on the podcast before, and he put out a midpoint uh, coach of the year nominee type article. And you gotta his, look at Nightingale. Absolutely. His, his top two choices were Nightingale and the uh, Merrimack coach. Uh and I basically said that I thought Joe should be in the conversation, but it's hard to argue with either of those choices when they basically have similar records to Michigan Tech, but they're playing better competition on paper. And then for me, the bigger thing is the comeback that Michigan State had this year after this. Yeah. The, on the back half of the season, the last win they had was against us, which is rough, but it's just the reality of it, you know? Well, that makes me feel so much better about going on a podcast and saying that I thought Michigan Tech would win that game. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> with Michigan State fans. Yep. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think it's based on everything we've seen so far, I feel like it would be it'll be Michigan Tech, Michigan State in the championship. Um uh, I, uh that's just what I that's my gut feeling on this. I hope Mich- uh, Fair State can force overtime. Me too. I just to, don't to I get don't some credit. Like, yeah, with um, what I've seen, I don't like their matchup. I think that's just an I think Ferris is going to be able to frustrate them, but I I'm just not convinced they'll be able to come out with the win. I'd love to see it as well for conference sake as well, but mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say like I I haven't watched any of Michigan State, but like the the simple fact of what they're doing in a in a pretty strong conference this year is hard to to question that they shouldn't be um championship like at least championship game team. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're 12-7 and 1 uh in um and third place in Big 10 behind Minnesota and Penn State right now. Um so we'll see what comes of that, I guess. One other thing before I get into the outro, uh thank you to Andy Bordeaux. He's not I guess technically a new patron, but his his uh card got declined at some point likely because a expiration date changed and Patreon's really frustrating when it comes to making it easy to update that stuff. So Andy ended up signing up as a new patron. Signed up for the entire year on our discount where you can get the 12 months, I think, for, I think it's like 10% off the total price. Might be a little more, I forget. But yeah, so we all signed, uh, he signed up for that. Thank you for doing that, Andy. And then we're still working. I know we're going to miss our holiday window here. Not that anybody would want to, but we're trying to try and get some uh, apparel out in the store. And then we're trying to, uh, we're trying to work through some ideas for, uh, getting some hats out that you guys I think what we're going to end up doing is once we get numbers from our uh, supplier we're probably going to post a pre-order for hats and then what, however many you guys order we'll probably order like a few extras so people that miss the pre-order can get one um, but then we can make sure that we order enough if we get way more interest than we are expecting so just put that out there I, what what did is that what Matt cut you off on was the um what you what you ended up saying Dustin Oh I don't remember what I got cut off on <laughs> Okay my bad <laughs> it wasn't important Anything else guys No Not if you get me. lost you can find me on Twitter and just DM me I'll do my best to help you find it but the number one navigation thing I can tell you about Grand Rapids is that it's on a grid it is divided to the east and west by Division Street and to the north and south by Fulton. So if you see like a northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest, you're it's talking about your relation to the intersection of Fulton and Division. Okay. So. Type it into Google Maps and listen to the lady talk. Yes. <laughs> yes, in my in my article I put directions in there. You should be able to just hit the hit wherever you want to go in there and listen to the lady talk. 
One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. We tried to get a uh, Zoom quarterly Zoom chat set up. I failed. I'm sorry, guys. We'll try again later. Uh, we've got like five different levels for all different price points. The lowest level is $2 a month. That gets you question priority and access to our quarterly Zoom chats. If we actually get back to doing them, you can submit question. Oh, wait, let's see. I want to do, you can follow us on Twitter at chasing MacPod or at tech hockey guide. Um, we probably should sign up for Mastodon shoot soon or something else. Since, uh, things seem to be getting worse and worse over there. Uh, you can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're still listening at this point and you guys use various different uh, podcast apps, please use Spotify for us because apparently we get a little bit more ad revenue from them. Not a lot, but uh, if you if you use various things, use Spotify, please. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends and leave us some ratings and drop us a review. If you give us a five-star rating and leave a review, Dustin will read it on the podcast. So let's see what you guys have to say. Um, getting kind of sick of biddies being the last one sitting there. So let's get some more. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, and Livonia Technical Services. Special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McResin, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.